next on BYU Sports Nation, nine days away from Selection Sunday. Bubbly BYU on the inside for now, how the Cougars keep it that way. The hero from last night's women's quarterfinal win, Lexi Eaton, joins us after dropping 30 on St. Mary's. A game winner. Plus, we celebrate the one-year anniversary of the simulcast on BYU TV. What's been your favorite moment? Let's go. It's BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Cure that defensive rebound. Lexi Eaton going to shoot for the win. Baseline shot, puts it up, and in! Just over 10 hours ago, Lexi Eaton at the buzzer to beat St. Mary's for the first time this season We'll talk to the star on the show today. We got, whole, we got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, Jerem. That's a lyric and not an actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is Friday, March 6th. It feels like a Friday after watching that shot go down. Oh, man. At about 10.30 local time on the Pacific Coast. Man, or on in Pacific time zone. What a shot by Lexi Eaton. Huge shot. We'll talk to Lexi coming up. She dropped the 30 on St. Mary's. By the way, the men's team is below us on the court. They will practice during BYU Sports Nation behind, so we'll give you a little taste of that. But the guys are getting ready to face either Santa Clara or LMU. That game coming up tonight on BYU TV, part of four games today. But uh, the women get three days off. They don't play till uh, Monday. Best news ever for Morgan Bailey. Yeah. She had some back spasms during the game, was uh, quite ineffective, but Lexi picked up the slack. Yeah, Lexi scores 30, including the last. I mean, they needed every one of those points as well, quite literally. We walked into the arena this year, and the scoreboard still showed. This morning. Or this morning. Uh, still showed the, the game 65-64. So I was like, oh, yeah. That's that's a good way yeah, to Yeah, someone to took work. off early, apparently. <laughs> Clear the scoreboard. Let's do it again today. Four more games on BYU TV and BYU Radio. It's the one-year anniversary of the simulcast. We were on BYU Radio last year from Labor Day till March 6th. So here we are, one year later. One oh, year! Oh, 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 BYU Station and simulcast. Oh. Yep. It's been fun. It's we been fun. It. I'm going to leave them on just a little while. What? Okay. Okay. okay we're doing. Cool. All right. What's your? We're in Vegas. Anything rolls, right? Yeah. Rolls. See what I did? <laughs> use the hat. <laughs> Got a use, whole lot of money that's ready to burn, Jerem. <laughs> Elvis. Use the hashtag BYUSN. What's been your favorite moment from this year, uh, the year of the simulcast? That's not even our Twitter question today, but we want to get some input on that too. There have been some good ones. I mean, and my least favorite moment was shaving my head. I think top of mind. That's going to be everybody's top favorite. Of mind. Top of mind is another pun. Is what just happened? <laughs> By the way, it's growing back fast, man. Is it? Yeah. I think you should make another guarantee that if BYU does something crazy. I know. Everyone, President Worthen is like, what's your next thing? Like, <laughs> I'm not doing another thing, man. <laughs> I got burned so hard on this one. I'm not doing another thing. Oh, that's good stuff. That is the food truck superstar, Jerem Jordan. I'm just Spencer Linton. Lexi Eaton delivers in the clutch. Our conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation, as always. With arms wide open, oh, members, great. welcome. What's the greatest play from the 2014-15 BYU Sports season thus far? Lexi Eaton contributed quite the play. What do you think? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We have some ideas. We'll share those in a moment. At KenDove14. 
Tyler Hawes, ball fake around defenders in consecutive games. Hashtag Brandon Davies. What, is, what does Jeff Chapman call that? He calls that the, uh, the banana in the tailpipe move. That's right. <laughs> I can't remember what movie that references. I don't even know. Okay, here's some ideas for play of the year. Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just thought of it. Not. Producer told me. Taysom's leap of faith against Texas. Lex Eaton last night. Tyler Hawes breaking Jimmer Fredette's record against Portland last week. Jake Taylor sets the BYU record in the 200 back in now, swimming. He's a guy. he's a guy that Tom Homo has lobbied hard for. He's like, he doesn't Tom get... Tom Homo's going to get him an at-large bid in the d- NCAA tournament. He doesn't tournament get a lot somehow. of credit, but he talks a lot about how awesome Jake Taylor is. Alexa Gray puts BYU in the Final Four against Nebraska, the kill to win it. Ryan Anderson's two free throws. Against Gonzaga. Stuart to Leslie against Cal. Maddie Lyons, game-winning goal. 30 yards away to beat Oregon on her, been, on her birthday. That That is cool. Mark Lyons' uh, granddaughter? Granddaughter. That yeah. is correct. Send in, send in your uh, ideas for the play of the year so far. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines other than Lexi Eaton and what we just told you about. The men's basketball team has arrived, of course. They practice early today behind us right now. They're warming up. They're running around the uh, perimeter of the court as we speak. Tyler! <laughs> I don't think What's he up, can, man? I don't think he can <laughs> Tyler! (laughs) They will be in attendance tonight. Santa Clara and LMU tip off. And uh, the Cougars will be watching both of those teams closely. I'm going to go give Nash a noogie like Rose did. I don't know if he would respond the same way. Maybe if they win the conference tournament championship and And you try try that, I think he'd be okay with that. That would be really awkward. I'm think, not going to do that. Yeah, right. I think he'd be okay with that. BYU baseball wins 6-0 over Hotford. Yeah. First shutout nice of the job. year. Nice job. Game two of a four-game series today at 4 Eastern. You can watch that live on the W.TV. And the voice of BYU men's volleyball will be interested in this volleyball. next headline. Jerem Jordan. Number four, BYU Sweet. at Stanford today. Stanford not in a very good place, so not, BYU expected to win this. Not even ranked. So today and tomorrow, BYU needs these two road wins, have a bye next week, setting up for huge matches for first place and maybe conference seating in the tournament with UC Irvine, both of those on BYU TV. That brings us to this. Rise and shout, my friends. I know you want to after what Lex Eaton did. It's time for What's You're Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Bubbly BYU. The Cougars... After beating Gonzaga, got themselves back on the right side of the NCAA tournament bubble. And we have taken the wide-angle lens to look at each and every of the major prognosticators to assess just how much of a chance BYU has to get in to the NCAA tournament. Meaning, what do they have to do? You know, it says work left to do. Well, what is that work left to do for BYU basketball here specifically at the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas? In my opinion, it's get to Tuesday night. BYU doesn't have to win the tournament, in my opinion. They just have to get to Tuesday night. If you look at, remember RPI Wizard? We introduced that last week, or you did. Uh, the RPI update will never be the same. No, it won't. If BYU, Okay, Santa Clara beat LMU twice in the regular season. I'm guessing that they'll beat LMU tonight. Maybe not, but I punched this in. If BYU beats... Uh, Santa Clara in the quarters, and then St. Mary's, they will go to 30 in the RPI. That would be a 10-spot jump. They would have 25 wins, and to you and I, boom, you're in. If they lose to Gonzaga, 30 RPI, 30. With a loss you're, to Gonzaga. With a loss. With a win, 27. So you really BYU, don't, t- you don't jump that much with another you, win. Weird. Huh. Another win would not jump that much, which Gonzaga is, what, 8 in the RPI right now? They're 8. Yeah. That would be huge. So in terms of RPI and the possibility... BYU's at 40. They could get into thir- up to 30. You're in, baby, if you're at 30. Okay, well, now now let's consider this. And you and I, we asked the question this morning. Who does BYU want to play in the quarterfinal? They watch LMU and Santa Clara tonight. By matchup alone, the answer easy. is very easy. And that brings us to our stat of the day. 
It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 28. BYU beat Santa Clara by an average of 28 points in their two regular season games. The margin of victory against LMU, 11. LMU has some shot blockers, a little bit of size. That gives BYU problems sometimes in the paint and trying to get to the rim. Santa Clara does not have effective bigs. They have solid guards in Brownridge and Clark. So the matchup is better with Santa Clara. Their one big guy has been out for most of the season, Yannick Ateng. I think he went out in the season opener against Cal State I didn't State even Fullerton. know who that was. So, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, like, they, for whatever reason. Even if it's LMU, I'm not, I ain't scared. BYU is to Santa Clara what Pepperdine is to BYU. It's just a tough matchup for some reason. Isn't that weird? You just said that, Pepperdine. Yeah. So that's the quarters. Semis, you hope for a matchup with St. Mary's. I don't really care, though. I don't think BYU needs St. Mary's. Remember previously, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, BYU needs to play St. Mary's and beat them. That's not the case anymore. In fact, I see St. Mary's kind of fading a little bit. Portland might beat them tomorrow, and then BYU would play Portland. Who would you rather play, St. Mary's or Portland? Yes. I don't. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> like, either one. They're both physical. and I, The thing is, I feel like, honestly, Portland has more depth than St. Mary's. St. Mary's played so well against Gonzaga, but you could tell, like, they just ran out of gas in that game when they were up by 17. Yeah. They, just don't have the, they don't have the depth to compete. And St. Mary's would be a, another decent win for BYU, a top 75 win, because they are BYU's second best win by RPI. How about that? Let's go through the top five wins right now by RPI that BYU has this year. Gonzaga, obviously, number eight. I put them on the right side of the Fantastic bubble. Fantastic win. St. Mary's is the next best win at 59. Stanford and UMass, what happened? Stanford's at 64, UMass 72, and then you have to go all the way down to Long Beach State at 110. Those are the top five wins for BYU. Yeah, Long Beach State, at one, once upon a time, Long Beach State was up right around 70, but then they lost like five games in a row, so that all of a sudden became not a top 100 win in the RPI. But We're talking thing, a lot about the RPI without doing the RPI update. Yeah, we, sh- we should do the official RPI update, shouldn't we? Do we have that? Cue the music. <laughs> it's the Daily RPI Watch on BYU Sports Nation. I don't have an earpiece, so it doesn't work the same way. I got a headset on, so I can't do that. It's like when people look at their wrists yeah. and there's no watch. Uh... BYU 40 in the RPI today. They have dropped five spots since the day after they beat Gonzaga. They haven't played, and some other teams have won some games, so there has been some fluidity to it, which is expected. But the Cougars certainly could use two wins in Las Vegas. Jeremy and I have been screaming from the mountaintops probably for like two or three months now. If BYU wins 25 games... They're in, they're in baby. the tournament. They're in. And there is statistical uh, backing for that number as well. TeamRankings.com says if BYU wins the uh, semifinal, 84%. 84 for an at-large. For an at-large. They're in, man. At, 25 if, wins, you're in. If BYU gets to Tuesday, 25 wins, you've, you're in the title game. I'd be shocked if it wasn't Gonzaga. Uh, then... Then you're in, man. You are in. And you're watching Selection Sunday, and you're not wondering whether BYU's in. You're wondering what seed they are. And it's going to be an 11 or 12 at this point. Now, what's crazy is if BYU wins only one game, they win their quarterfinal. Let's say the unexpected happens and they lose in the semifinals. That percentage drops considerably. 51% coin flip. Now you're nervous. Now you're nervous. Yeah, 24 wins, and you're like, I don't know. So there's work to do still. Tyler Hawes has said for two weeks now that the tournament began a while ago. I think after Pepperdine, the tournament began, BYU decided, okay, we got to play defense. What happens in the postseason? It gets more half court. It gets more defensive. BYU has already shifted to that mindset and is playing that way. In fact, bracketologists have acknowledged the jump for BYU. 
Uh, yeah, let's, let's go through some them. of that. Let's talk about them. Lenardi yesterday has BYU as the third to last team in. They have dropped to the second to last team in, so still in. But an 11 seed versus Purdue, a team that BYU went to OT with and lost. That would be an interesting matchup. Although I don't like playing teams that BYU played in the regular season a la Oregon last year. Let's not do that again. Yeah, and it's, weird. it's weird how that works out for, Tom for BYU. Homo. Tom Homo, can we not play a team that <laughs> BYU played in the regular season? He has can we no avoid say that? in that. He has, he has a say in that. In the matchup? Yes. Can he discuss? Well, I guess a BYU. I know in the he field. leaves the room, but yeah. he can he can still outside of the room discuss <laughs> things, right? Is it just in the room? You may not mention BYU ever. You you shall not. <laughs> so that's Lenardi. The bracket matrix has BYU as the third to last team and also bracket as an eleven matrix. seed. The number of brackets that are put out each I'm not sure how it, it works each day with this bracket project. Who knows? Thing. It's bracket matrix. It's uh <laughs> it's it's going to be Skynet at some point. Bracket we've, Matrix is going to take over the far. world. We know too much. Christian Bale will attack Bracket Matrix to <laughs> B- solve the problem. BYU, 70 out of 101 brackets. They are in 70 of 101 brackets as of now. It's good. What about our good friend Roughly Jerry? Roughly 70%. What about our good friend Jerry Palm, Jerem? Hello, Jerry. Yeah. First team out. So, again, I repeat my joke from yesterday. BYU is a 10 seed, that means. That's we saw a means. really funny tweet this morning from at Post Jimmer. Oh, I like Steve Pierce. Steve Pierce. And uh, he tweeted at Jerry Palm and at Joe Lenardi saying that they would meet in some back lot. Jeremy's going to pull me, up the official look tweet. Up. Here we go. <laughs> it's really funny. Hashtag conspiracy. Okay, Here so we go. <laughs> at, post, at Post Jimmer tweets, latest bracketology. And he tweets, at ESPN Lenardi and JP Palm, CBS met in an empty parking lot. Parking garage last night, obviously conspiring to keep BYU out of the tourney. Yep. Jerry Palm favorited that tweet. <laughs> Our homie, Jerry Palm. Uh, how about some teams to root against really quickly? Purdue, Indiana, Temple, We Texas, never root against the Temple. Tulsa. UCLA, Miami, Davidson, Illinois, Boise State. We will post those on our Twitter account, the 10 teams to root against. It's weird because there's Purdue in that. Don't you want that that loss to mean more? No, they can take a spot. They can take a spot. Yeah. You know, so I'd, I'd be like, you want these teams to lose. You want these teams to lose. Let's get back to the Twitter question. What is the greatest play from 2014-2015 BYU sports season collectively thus far? Use the hashtag BYUSN. It's winter time. At D Young, nineteen ninety three, the play that beat Texas. Choose your sport. <laughs> <laughs> Basketball was last season, but yeah, women's volleyball and football. We own Texas. Memorable wins at cot underscore BYU football. The leap of faith by Taysom Hill, while BYU destroys Texas again. That was the most iconic image for me for sure from the year. In terms of shot, I've got to go Kyle Collins play. Kyle Collinsworth's put back to put BYU up five at Gonzaga That late. was the moment when oh. I was like, they're, they're going to win. They will, yeah. They're going to win this game. At that point, it was like, get the Clippers out. Yeah. Goodbye, hair. <laughs> <laughs> it was a... It was a bittersweet, mostly sweet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sweet when I don't have to comb my hair in the morning, I guess. Up next, the hero of the night will join us on BYU Sports Nation, Lexi Eaton, for the win. We need a hero. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, live from Las Vegas, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. It's Friday, man. 
and it feels good to Rebecca win. Becca Black, what's up? Hey, full day of games on BOHV, starting at 3 Eastern. Gonzaga LMU women's quarterfinal, followed by Santiago, Santa Clara. And then two men's playing games, or opening round games, 7, 10, 8, 9. So San Francisco Pacific, and then Santa Clara LMU. That's tonight. Santa Clara LMU, the winner plays BYU tomorrow night. Our Twitter question today, what's the greatest play from the 2014-15 BYU sports season thus far? At Parker Lawrence says, beating St. Mary's feels awesome, especially in basketball. Nice job, Lexi. Perfect it was a big segue. shot. To the hero of the night and now of the morning, Lexi Eaton joining BYU Sports Nation. Lexi, did you sleep at all last night? <laughs> oh, I got some good sleep. We had some celebratory pizza last night, and uh, so we felt pretty full and good, and, and then I, I knocked out, so I'm feeling good this morning. You have three full days to rest. Yep. Isn't that a little weird? Good, but weird? It's really weird. Really, really weird. We're we're not sure what to do with ourselves. I mean, obviously we're going to prepare, but uh, we got some time to relax and get ourselves physically ready to go and mentally, and so we're excited about that. Lexi, I asked you this last night uh, after I tracked you down. By the way, you were sprinting off the court, and I was like, come back! I need to do an interview! Um, I asked you, when when did you realize that, you know, I'm probably going to have to carry the load? At what moment in the game? Ooh, um, I'm not sure if it was an exact moment, but I, I kind of knew coming into the game, Morgan had a a hurt back, and so um, Carly Rosenthal is just brutal. She's a tough player. So I, I knew that it was going to be tough for her going into the game, but, um, yeah, yeah, I just saw a lot of driving lanes open, and I knew I could take on some of the load with that because I had room to create. And um, I was able to do that. Let's go back to that final play. You have a timeout, uh, but choose not to use it. You get the ball on the right wing. Walk us through what happened. <laughs> well, first of all, the play was was uh, drawn up for someone else. And so I what? was actually going in for the rebound um, when Zojan had the ball. But then I realized, oh, she's not shooting it for whatever reason, and so I knew I had to get the ball. So I kind of got myself open on the right wing, which is the perfect spot for me. And um, Morgan set a pick for me, but I chose to not use it. I went baseline and had a little jumper when when the girl came and double-teamed me, and I saw a little opening and let it go, and it felt good as soon as it left my hand. And... And uh, it was all smiles from there. How is that not played drawn up for you? You had 28. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Co- Coach Judkin said that he thought they would all be keying on me. Mm. And to be honest, I actually do better on broken down plays anyways. So maybe it was inspired by him. I don't know. <laughs> this is the Jimmy Chipwood moment from Coach Chipwood, from, from Hoosiers. Where I'll, it's like, I'll make it. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll right. make it. I'll make it. Lex Eaton with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh you have either Gonzaga or LMU, depending on what happens today. We want to know, would you, do you want to play Gonzaga just to get the revenge factor like you got against St. Mary's last night? I do. I, I'm all about that revenge. But, I mean, I wouldn't be complaining if we got LMU either. So That's a fair answer. Yeah. <laughs> how, how is Morgan Bailey? Like, what? Do you expect this to be a continual issue where uh, you hope to get as much as you can out of her or you'll just see when you get there? Um, yeah, we're just kind of playing it by ear. She, um, 
she's really feeling some pain in her back, but they were able to get her go to go last night, and she she said she didn't feel it while she was playing. So so hopefully we can get that same result for Monday um, and get her feeling good. Some fantastic reaction from your bench and your coach after you made that shot. The, the fist pump from Juddy was just like, <laughs> yeah, that was outstanding. Classic. What yep. was your favorite moment in terms of reaction, either on social media or in the moment last night after you hit that shot? Oh, um, there's a lot of good, good reactions. Probably the initial reaction of after I hit it and then um, – we were all joking about how when we started doing the, the celebration uh, kind of huddle that a couple girls accidentally ran into the St. Mary's coach and oh. bumped him. So we were joking about that. That was pretty funny. And um, uh, I don't know, social media was blowing up. It, a lot of people are on the bandwagon now, so that's pretty cool to see. Where does that rank in terms of big shots you've made in your career? Uh, I'd say number one, <laughs> just with all of the pressure and and uh, just the whole situation. I'd say it's number one for sure. Did you worry at all that they would uh, maybe make that last shot, or there was so there was one point eight left? I guess. Um, with when they had the ball, is that what you're? Yeah, once they inbounded the ball and chucked it up from deep. Oh, um, I actually started celebrating, and Melinda start started yelling at me from the sideline. <laughs> Get back! Get back! On <laughs> So at at that point I was like, oh no! But but I saw that we were in front of the girl that had the ball, and so it was a long shot. Someone else can defend it. You just made the shot, you know? Yeah, I did my job. <laughs> Take us inside the locker room uh, for the message from Coach Judkins and just what what was going on inside the locker room. Oh, it was all smiles. Um, a lot of praise for the bench players and. And uh, for me, obviously, but um, it was just kind of a real team effort. Uh, lots of people stepped up in key moments um, with Kylie's bank bank jump shot. Oh, the bank was open late in Vegas. <laughs> the bank was open. That it was awesome. Is. And uh, a couple girls off the bench, Cassie, um, Christine Fuller, Savannah had a huge play too. So just a, just a lot of praise for all of the girls coming out and and competing tough all the way to the end. There's always these interesting storylines that develop. Like you look at the final stats and you're like, Cassie Broadhead had six more points than Morgan Bailey. Yeah. How, what, what in the world? What What did you uh, talk to Cassie about last night, having stepped up in a, a very big stage and finally you know, participating and, and getting a win over a team you hadn't beat? Oh, man, it's big time, especially from a young player. Um, she she was ready to go. She was ready to compete, and she attacked when she needed to. And um, she had that four point play that was big time, and she hit her free throws. I mean, it's, it's clutch on her end too. She came in and played really solid for us. You get four fouls with about fourteen minutes to go, <laughs> and at that point, I think, oh, there's some real trouble here. You come in with I don't know ten and a half left or something. How did that change the way you played, and how did you avoid getting a fifth? Oh man, that was really tough. Um, so you you have to change how you play, obviously, because you can't get your fifth. So so coming into the game, I I knew I had to just be solid on defense, just go back to the fundamentals, move your feet, show your hands, um, keep them in front of you. But then offensively, I, I told myself to stay in the flow, stay in the flow of things. So I was still just reading the defense, taking taking what they gave me, but uh, being smart to not get an offensive foul. 
and and just really doing what my team needed me to do and and so that's kind of how my mentality changed there was a play where you could have had your fifth and they didn't call it did you appreciate that a little (laughs) of course there was (laughs) probably a few sighs of relief uh on those, um, and we had to ch- kind of change up the defensive plan because I was originally going to be the box and one on the, on their best player. On Nicholson, yeah. Yeah, but then we had to change it because <laughs> that would have been uh, really bad. Now, you, you implemented that late in the game, and that was a brilliant move. Whose idea was that to go to the boxing one with a few minutes left on Lauren Nicholson? It was kind of by committee. We talked about it a little bit during the week, um, but putting me on her. And, and so they, I think by committee, switched it to Mackenzie Morrison. She had fouls to give, so they stuck her on her. And uh, it, it was a great, great call. They, they weren't sure what to do. After losing 4 of 5 to go into this tournament and then to beat St. Mary's, does that validate maybe the kind of team you think you are? It does. It, it makes you forget all of those losses uh, against St. Mary's. We're, we're feeling pretty good, and um, it's all about when you come to play at the end of the season. Um, a lot of things can happen that will make you forget those bad moments. Lexi Eaton with us on BYU Sports Nation. Lexi, congratulations again. Uh, enjoy a little bit of time off. Kind of weird in a tournament situation, but nonetheless, enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, big shot last night. We wish you the best. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me. BYU plays Monday at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific time, against either Gonzaga or LMU. We just asked Lexi, would you rather play Gonzaga because you want revenge and you haven't beat them yet? Or do you want LMU? And she said, well, I'm all about the revenge, but I wouldn't complain about LMU either. She has a killer mentality. I love it. Like She is uh, a legal assassin on the court. I love the way she plays the game and the way she – Thinks and wants to play. In fact, the next guy we're going to talk to has a similar attitude. Yeah, we're hoping that he uh, can deliver a few 30-point nights, huh? Nick Emery on the show, making his BYU Sports Nation debut. We're back from Vegas after this. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live from Las Vegas at the Orleans Arena on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. You can always download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. As mentioned, BYU's practicing behind us. Uh, I just saw Chase Fisher hit two threes in transition, so everything's great. Everything's going well, everyone. Just calm down. It's going to be fine tomorrow. Today, coming up on BYU TV, four games. Check it out. Three Eastern Gonzaga LMU women's quarterfinal, followed by San Diego Santa Clara. Then men's opening round games, USF Pacific. And then Santa Clara LMU, the winner of that game, plays Brigham tomorrow night in the late game. We should announce a special BYU Sports Nation tomorrow, rare Saturday edition. Holler. Same time, 9 Pacific, 12 Eastern. And right after that, BYU at Gonzaga will be rebroadcast on BYU The TV. instant classic. You know you want to watch that. The instant classic. Yeah. That's right. Let's refresh the rest of today's headlines. Just talked to Lexi Eaton of women's basketball. They've got three days off after a game winner against St. Mary's last night. The Cougars win 65-64. As Jeremy mentioned, men's basketball team practicing on the floor right now. BYU baseball back to work after their first shutout of the year. And number four, BYU men's volleyball at Stanford. That is a mouthful and a lot of awesomeness on a Friday. It's about to get better. Nick Emery. 
joining us on BYU Sports Nation, making his show debut, uh, a guy that has been heralded for a very long time. People, A lot of people excited about what he's going to do at BYU. Nick, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, thank you. It's good to be on here. Nick, let's, ask, let's start with this. You just got off your mission a few months ago. We saw a film of you knocking down 10 or 12 three-pointers in the Marriott Center. Uh, just how much are you working out at the Marriott Center and with BYU right now? Definitely. So I'm, I'm down there actually every single day. Um, I'm technically not allowed to practice with the team. But as, as practice is going on, I am conditioning on the side. So I'm running Marriott Center stairs, trying to, trying to get my body back to the shape where I will be able to play at that level. Has BYU put, the, put you on the Tyler Hawes, Kyle Collinsworth post-mission conditioning <laughs> uh, situation? I, I would for sure say that. Bob, uh, the new trainer, has done a great job with me and been listening to him. And Yeah, it's been, it's been a, a grind, but it's been a lot of fun. How long before you can play full court? I heard something like six months for those guys. I, to tell you the truth, I am not 100% sure. Um, I know we're taking a little bit slow right now. But I think in a, a couple months, I will be able to, to start playing with the guys. Nick, you had some interesting situations in terms of your condition and, and health. On your mission, you came home for a stint and then went back out. How is your health overall right now? My health has improved um, significantly in the past month. I have had some great trainers and some great doctors that have helped me and my my condition. Um but, yeah, I just got to keep moving forward and keep staying positive. Nick, remind people what it is and how it affects you. So it's a condition called thoracic outlet syndrome. It's uh, pretty much what it is is I don't get circulation to my arms, and my, my nerves are getting cut off. So when I play, I get really, really cold. So I don't know if any of you have seen. I, I wear long sleeves when I play basketball, and that's actually the reason why is because my, it helps my circulation get going. Literally, you have ice in your veins, which is why you hit all those big shots, right? <laughs> I guess you could say that. So this affected you in high school as well? It or- did. It started probably after my junior year. affected me through high school and got on the mission, and it still continued to have problems. And so the, yeah, the solution was to come back and, and get me fixed up. What has been the biggest challenge you've faced since coming home from your mission in terms of getting back in basketball shape, is there a specific challenge? I wouldn't say. I would say mostly probably dribbling and uh, touches around the rim. That's really difficult because when you're gone for so long, it's almost muscle memory that you forget, and so that it's almost training my body to get back into that shape again. If your jumper was a hundred percent out of high school. What percentage would you say it is at right now? Oh, that's a hard question. I would say probably probably seventy five percent. That's pretty good. I'd, I'd take it. I, there's a lot of improvement. I still got a long ways, but it's it's coming along. Nick Emery, the leading scorer in Lone Peak High School history, just under two thousand points, nineteen fifty three, was the number nineteen shooting guard on the recruiting board at Scout.com, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Nick, you come from a BYU family. Your older brother Jackson played with Jimmer for debt, uh, was arguably the greatest defender ever to play at BYU. Do you expect to be better than Jackson was? Is that a conversation you guys have? 
that is something that people have asked us all hard my entire life. Um, but I think, you know, Jackson's been a huge mentor to me throughout the, the years, and it's helped me become the player I am today. And so even if I was better, I have to credit him for a lot of what he's done to help me. We're, we're dribbling every single night. He's helping me. He's getting my mental game there. But he's, he's been there through thick and thin with me. It seems like he's a pseudo-trainer, motivator, psychologist with you. What role does he play with you uh, in preparing you to play BYU hoops? He's, he's been a, a great role. He's, uh, we've talked a, a lot about our, our future team and what our, my future goals are and what I want to, to do. And ultimately, he's, he's just helping me kind of get that, that mindset of what I need to do going into BYU basketball and getting into the college level. Um, but he's been a huge, huge help. We've heard from Jackson that you are very, very competitive. We've also heard from some guys on the team now and some people that you've played against in high school. Who is more competitive, you or your older brother? <laughs> I would say I would be, but it's funny. We have Halo nights every Friday night, and we're, <laughs> we're always screaming at each other. It's, it's funny. It's just a, it's a video game, but we're still screaming at each other, still competitive, but I think that's what... That's what helps us on the on the court as well. What was your reaction when you saw BYU beat Gonzaga? I, I loved it. I love those types of games. I know the guys are super excited. The, it's a great atmosphere to play in, and you know that's that's exactly where you're at. You want to you want to peak at the right time, and I believe our guys are doing that right now. How often do you think about the first time you're going to take the court in a BYU basketball uniform, specifically at the Marriott Center with the new renovations and all of that? Yeah, I I think about it a lot. I've actually, it's been about seven, eight years since I have wanted to play here and since Coach Rose has recruited me. So it's been a long while, and I've always looked forward to this moment, and I'm, I'm really excited to get out there. Eight years. So your younger bro coming to games with Jackson or something, is that when the relationship started? That's when the relationship started and, and got going, and that's yeah, the main reason why I'm, I'm playing here. A lot of people are excited about the Lone Peak 3. There'll probably be some awesome nickname that someone will come up with for the three of you, the trio. I don't know. We'll figure it out. When did you guys uh, decide, okay, let's do this at BYU? And was there a group decision at all with the three of you? So TJ and I actually committed first. So I was uh, was going into my junior year, and TJ was going into his sophomore year. And then Eric joined us at Lone Peak, and we, we started talking to him, hey, let's, let's get a team together. You know, we we're, we're, we got some good potential, and we know we could be good. And ever since we talked with Eric about that, it was kind of a group decision that we wanted to, to do, and it's, it's, gonna, it's working out perfect for us right now. Eric Mika's uh, claim to fame, as he mentioned, was the only junior jazz player ever to get a D1 scholarship <laughs> offer. <laughs> We love Eric Mika, by the way, on his mission in Italy. And he told us before he left on his mission, he's like, look, when you get Nick Emery in studio, and we'll get you in studio when we're back in Provo, Nick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a letter, and I want, you, I want you to read the letter with Nick in studio. So we're going to make that happen, okay? Let's do it. I'm down. We may have to edit it. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to say. <laughs> oh, man. What's the relationship like with the current team? I know you said you can't practice with them, but as far as like relationships you have with current BYU basketball players, how often are you talking to the guys, and how much communication do you have? So I, yeah, I'm down there every day, like I said, and communication. We, it, it's cool because we're all 
they know they know the players coming in, and they really respect the players coming in. And so it's been cool to kind of get to know the players a little bit more, and it's it's growing a friendship, and it's it's been a lot of fun being down there. From the time you committed to now, what kind of evolution or progress have you seen in the BYU program that continues to make you excited about being a part of BYU basketball? I think it's our offense. I think with with Coach Rose and what he does and what his philosophy is, is running gun, is push. And when you're open, you knock it down, you know. I, I love that style of play, and that's what I've been looking forward to for a number of years now. Follow him on Twitter at NickEmery04. He is a shooting guard and will be joining BYU basketball as of next year. Nick, it's been great to talk to you today. Uh, we wish you the best of luck in, in your endeavors moving forward. Let us know when your jumper gets to 100%. <laughs> okay, hopefully that'll be next season. The sad reality is that your 75% jumper is about eight times better than Jeremy and I will ever, <laughs> ever hope for. <laughs> All right, Nick, well, thanks for the time, man. All right, thank you. It's good stuff. A lot of people excited about that guy. Well, you should be. Oh man, when I I, I am a little nervous about everyone just assuming that it's going to be uh, Sweet Sixteen right away. That might happen. That might. It might take a year or two to warm up. You know what I mean? But in terms of the talent that BYU's bringing in with Emery, Haas, Mika, Braden Shaw next year, Jacob Hartsock, and company, How Kyle Davis, Ace, Dastrup, Peyton Dastrup on a mission in Panama. People are really excited about the influx of talent that's coming in. It's not just going to magically be Sweet 16. That's what I'm nervous about. But it's going to be good. The, the first thing, the first thing to do is win the regular season championship over Gonzaga. That's the first thing to do. You know what I love? Then you go from there. You know what I love about Nick Emery and his mentality? You know, I've, I've talked to some guys and they're like, yeah, he's kind of a punk on the court. I love that. Off the court, he's the nicest guy you've so ever met. much. That's Jackson Emery, though. Yes. Jackson Emery is the nicest guy off the court and a punk on the court. I love it. Because when you suit up, it's game on, baby. Let's go. Draw the line. Let's go. There's a difference between being uh, angry and mean versus just doing your job for your team. In football, for some reason, it's somehow acceptable to be an angry animal. In the other sports, <laughs> it's like, hey, you need to be nice. You need to, be, you need to represent. It's like, just don't do bad things. Don't do bad things on the court. Yeah. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes, including Nick Emery, are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at CougarClub.com, and welcome to the club. Up next, more of your BYU Sports Nation headlines, a look at what the schedule holds ahead for us today, and your tweets. What's the greatest moment in the 2014-15 season? BYU Sports Nation in Las Vegas, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Listen, throw out what you're doing the rest of the day, because we've got a full slate of games. Three Eastern time, Gonzaga LMU women's quarterfinal. Five Eastern, San Diego, Santa Clara. And then nine Eastern, USF and Pacific, a men's play-in game. Eleven Eastern, Santa Clara, LMU. And then tomorrow... BYU Sports Nation live at noon Eastern, same time Saturday edition. Wait, Saturday edition, oh! oh, yeah! Plus, right after that, at 1 Eastern, BYU Gonzaga rebroadcast. Relive the greatness that was one of the biggest wins of BYU basketball You know history. you all want to watch it again. And then right after that, we've got two men's quarterfinals from Vegas as well. So keeping keep it here. It, keeping it real. Keeping it real.
Listen, today, if you've got if you got plans, or whatever, I, no, I got homework. I've, I've got work. You know, I, I promise I'd. It doesn't matter. Thanks, Ro- the Rock. That's right. At the Rock, give him the people's eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! It's the ultimate comeback. It's like, hey, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Just watch basketball. That's what you should do. Our Twitter question today, this is an alternate. We're going to go with the alternate Twitter question that you brought up on the show, Jeremy. Yeah, we're calling an audible. To celebrate the BYU Sports Nation simulcast anniversary one year ago today, what has been your favorite BYUSN moment over the last year? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. At C-O-T <laughs> underscore BYU football. When Spencer underscore Linton got his high-tech blue goggles. Someone gave those to you after or before a game. Yes, yes. We didn't bring any swag for the set, by the way. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we did whip out some blue goggles. Yeah, that's, yeah we that's, got these. That's about it, right? I think the uh, the blue goggle discovery, I think it always existed, you know, like intelligences. And uh, <laughs> here we are. We discovered this. At Trevor underscore Linton. Blue goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. Yep. Originally, uh, let's explain something. The blue goggles. Originally, this was intended to make fun of you. Yep. Because you're very optimistic. You're like, yeah, we're going to win at Gonzaga. And I was like, that's crazy. I'll shave my head like an idiot. I'm the I'm the real optimist. And I'm the realist. <laughs> so I'm the re- if I were a rapper, I'd be called the real realist. Or yeah. Something. So the blue goggles were intended to be like, oh, Spencer. Oh, blue goggles. But it's not. It's just, it, it represents anyone in the extremes of... Of BYU Whether Athletics. Negative Jason for Heisman or positive. Or, uh, not making the tournament. You said, but remember when people were like, oh, is this team better than last year's team now? Look, we're right. Yes, they are better. Yes. They are better. Oh, we got trolled hard for that one, too. Whatever. It's we fine. stand by it. At Bridger Hill. BYU Sports Nation receiving the rise and shout during a show and Jeremy Jordan having, oh, Bridger Hill got the rise and shout one. And Jeremy Jordan having a mustache. All respectable anchormen have mustaches. <laughs> That was uh, that was awesome too during the summer. What? Yeah, is that qualifies a mustache, dude? Nice. Uh, I don't know, man. At Trevor <laughs> underscore Linton, I may or may not know him. Witnessing Brian Logan's screaming celebratory sprint up and down the BYU broadcasting halls after Taysom's Texas touchdown leap. That was awesome. I didn't see that in person, <laughs> that but you so, told us about it. That was so funny. I was man. in the break room and. Ran around. It's, oh! It's, Brian's sprinting up and down the hall just like three or four times. And I'm like, what What are you doing? Brian Logan's energy is awesome. Oh, it was really fun. There was one football game where we, we got 15 extra minutes. The game slid, you know, on ESPNU or something. And so it wasn't on program. You couldn't see it. I think we were up at the booth. You, Brian, David. Brian realizes that I say in his ear, Hey, we've got 15 extra minutes. He's like, all right, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just go, went crazy. That guy's awesome. He he only knows one energy level. Seriously. <laughs> the, the Our B-Lo. favorite DB. Shout out to the B-Lo at JV Fiso. Best moment, Jerem Jordan getting his hair clipped by Skylar Halford. It's recent. It's like Lexi Top of mind. It's yeah. top of mind. I see what you did there. Yes. I'm getting used to it. When I wake up, I have five extra minutes every day. It's when bad. I put on a hat or a beanie or or a you know hoodie or whatever, I'm like, oh, it's not gonna mess up my hair. Whatever. Remember how you said you were getting... wear, how you were gonna wear hats and do all this stuff? You haven't done any of that because you, because Maybe it, lo- it like looks it looks it looks all right, huh? All right, okay are the words I've heard. After the women's basketball game, Kylie Maeda looks at me and she goes, "You look very different." <laughs> Fact that that is an yes. astute yes uh, yeah observation. You banked in a two pointer. At Crazy Kook Fanatic, 
from Las Vegas. From the good old days, the calls from the BYU Sports Nation Oracle. There's been a discussion as to whether the Oracle is, is dead still, or not. Is he still alive? I don't... I, we're continually told he's dead, but I think he lives in the hearts and minds of BYU <laughs> Sports Nation. The Oracle. If you didn't listen to the, in the BYU radio days, you have no idea what we're talking about. The Oracle. At, at Toshalin19. Today's also the one-year anniversary of the first time you guys made fun of me on <laughs> national television. For my love of Tyler Hawes. Hey, Tyler, Tasha Lynn loves you. Just want you to know again. Tyler. We can see. I don't know if he can hear us, Tasha, but we'll, we'll be sure. And Tyler, why are you ignoring me? Time. Yeah, BYU's practicing, Dana. <laughs> Tyler! <laughs> Stop it. Turn around. Let them practice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in an unrelated note, we're only six months away from something really awesome. And it's football. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 183. Yesterday was six months to the day. We're yeah, less than six months away, yeah, dude. It, it, half a year. Oh, yes. man. Oh, Taysom Heisman. We're, oh. we're on the home stretch, dude. Technically speaking, from a year standpoint, we, yes. are, we are down yes. the home stretch. This is fantastic. That's an, also fantastic. An appropriate response right there. Women's hoops gets a near buzzer beater. Men's hoops tomorrow night. Football less than six months away. Spring ball. Life is good, my brother. Uh, Baseball won. Woo! Yeah. Up next, if you missed anything, we'll try and wrap it up in the the whip around on BYU Sports Nation. Tyler. BYU Sports Nation on a Friday in Las Vegas, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Should we do it in unison? Oh. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Women's basketball. Fail. Lex Eaton scores 30. None more important than her final shot with 1.8 seconds left last night. They gave BYU a 65-64 win over St. Mary's in the quarterfinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. BYU advances to the semifinals on Monday to face the winner of San Diego. Oh, nope. LMU Gonzaga, which plays today. Correct. Men's volleyball. The fourth-ranked Cougars continue their run through the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. They travel to Palo Alto to face the Stanford Cardinal, not Cardinals, today. Baseball. BYU opened up their home schedule with a 6-0 win against Hartford. Colton Mahoney tied his career high with 11 strikeouts. Same two teams in a doubleheader today. First pitch for Eastern on the W.TV. Tennis. The BYU men's tennis team hosts rival Utah at 7.30 Eastern today. Are the women traveling to take on San Francisco? Gymnastics. The tri-meet BYU hosts Central Michigan and Utah State, 9 Eastern time. Remember how we have a Saturday show tomorrow? Yes. Noon Eastern, same time, plus BYU-Gonzaga rebroadcast, 1 Eastern. And then... A a bunch of games, baby. Yeah, that's how we roll. Two games on BYU TV, and then... uh, ESPN takes over and does two at night, including that, the BYU game, Gonzaga game. That is good. how we roll. We've had another fantastic week on BYU Sports Nation, so much so that we've decided to pick out some of our favorite little tidbits from it and package it together for all of you to enjoy. I've described it as this. You get to the high dive, the very top, you know, and you're like, oh, that's going to be awesome. Then you get to the top and that feeling then ensues. That's what I'm feeling right now. He's a guy that can run around and make plays. He's a guy that when teams are preparing defensively to play BYU, they go, oh, my goodness, there's this whole quarterback run game that we got to account for. Stayed up, watched the game over, watched the Sports Center highlights, and 
just sat thinking about it for a while and talking to my roommates about it. It was it was just a night that you won't forget. You know, it was really fun. You know, trying to be a little smarter with what situations we put him in and, and keeping him healthy. You know, avoiding hits. But you know, that's the game. Monday, he called me and he's like, "Hey, McCoy got hurt this morning. How would you feel about playing spring ball?" And I I didn't know if he was serious, but I was like, "Hey, I'd love to." My personal uh, evaluation of the NCAA folks is that yes, BYU would get in. And if you ask 100 people that question, you'd you'd get 51 saying yes, 49 saying no. It's just that close. There we go. Down go the bangs. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's so short. We should have used a two. Yeah, that happened. I want to read a tweet from at Coach Nick Helm. Uh-oh. Shed excessive pounds of belly fat the fastest way, up to 26 pounds in just 25 days. Wait Wait, that was spammed. <laughs> I tried to quote it and say, hashtag this is why. And Twitter says, this, this action was flagged as suspicious. <laughs> so it won't let me tweet it. But I just said it on the air, so that got on <laughs> Dang it. The power of the microphone. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you yeah, by you Dexter that. and Dexter. Help when you needed most DexterLaw.com as if it would go to anybody else. As if. Other than Lexi Eaton after hitting the game winner. 30 points last night as the Cougars finally, finally found a way to beat St. Mary's 65-64. They await the winner of LMU and Gonzaga. She's good at basketballing. We remind you, today's games, 3 Eastern time, starts with LMU and Gonzaga. Four games today, including the nightcap LMU Santa Clara. The winner of that one plays Brigham tomorrow night. Full day of games. It's going to be great. Check it out all day on BYU TV. What's your favorite moment in the year of simulcasting, Jerem? The favorite moment? Probably getting this onto television. It's been fun to have one year of TV. I can't believe it's been a year. One We started year. here. Here's to another and 20 years, right? Mike and Mike, have their 15-year anniversary is today, today as well. Today. That's how it works. Hey, and thanks to you, BYU Sports Nation, for being a part of this. Love, Love all you of you. The show on demand, BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. Members want it. Thanks to Lexi, Nick Emery, everyone on our crew. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to...